Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nebcast 51. My name is Andrew Quirk, and uh, I'm sitting next to uh, Brad Shaggy Hair Hag here. Hey, guys. I just got out of the shower. You got out of bed about <laughs> 30 minutes ago, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I woke up at 2. It's embarrassing. My whole I only get two days off now that I'm back at work, and Not I just wasted most of it. Nearly as embarrassing as the fact that you live in your parents' basement. But I'm just bringing that up because I can. <laughs> Touche. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, Andy, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I wanted to do this for a while because I know the rest of the gang, uh, Brad, uh, Brad, you're Brad, Adam, Andy. Brian, Cliff, uh, everybody else, they've done it before, and, well, I live far away, and I work a lot. Yeah. Actually, you live closer than Cliff, but we won't well, hold yeah, it against well, Cliff you. Cliff <laughs> douchebag. Uh, but I like Cliff, so I can't, yeah. Cliff, you're not a douchebag. Yeah, but, yeah, you, you've been in Fort Collins. You've been busy. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And, yeah, like, it's weird. Like, almost a year of shows have gone by, and now you're finally appearing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny, because, like, if you ca- if you take you, me, Brad, Ryan, there is... I don't think there's a thing in the art world that we don't do. Yeah. Like, we... Really get down to brass tacks. That we do everything. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just weird that... I mean, you, you've even... You've been writing on Circus's Domain, but, like, you... It's been hard to like get you in person to yeah. Well, do a I've show. been writing on the website for about a m- two months. Something yeah, like that. Ballpark. I don't know. Really frequently doing good stuff. I love uh, I love it when you sent me that picture of the the car that crashed in the escalator yeah, yeah. at the mall, and then had me draw a picture for it. That's hilarious. The true story actually behind that picture, because I was curious about it, was uh, um, that apparently it's a mall where the parking garage was on the roof of the mall, and the car fell through the roof. Like the ground just opened up. Yeah, and like the, the it just gave way, and the car fell through the roof. And fit right between the escalators. Yeah, like, it didn't land perfect. on people on the other side. Just and I spent probably 20 minutes while I should have been working um, <laughs> trying to find pictures of interesting accidents. Mm-hmm. And that was the only one that really... I actually couldn't see a lot of them. Our firewall blocked a lot of them. Mm. Um, but that was one that I just thought was really interesting. It was like, we have to make this work somehow. I mean, there was one. one another interesting one was where the somehow a car got in a wreck where its back tire got caught on a telephone wire and was basically being held up like vertically mm-hmm. um, by a telephone wire and I was like I need to find something better <laughs> uh, but yeah there were some interesting pictures and that one was probably my favorite so we used it and it kind of harkens to the Blue- Blues Brothers yes yeah. <laughs> so it's a little homage in that yes, sense because yes, yes. you're a big Blues Brothers fan oh indeed so I saw you guys I think it was for Halloween like you have a picture on yeah, Facebook yeah it was 2008 Eight, the football CSU football uh, 2008 um, me and my best friend Matt who I had season tickets with uh, we went dressed as the Blues Brothers and since it was Halloween um, and the next day was the football game so we went dressed as the Blues Brothers again and shockingly not many other people showed up in costume <laughs> in fact practically none showed up in costume so it was really interesting um but uh, that there's a small story related to that whole thing where uh, that night and we started out at a bar in Fort Collins that under 21-year-old people could get into because my friend Matt's brother was a freshman, so he wasn't old enough. We then went to a couple other bars, and we officially got kicked out of a bar before we got into the bar. How did you do that? We got kicked out of the bar. Okay, so basically, we were waiting in line, and me and my buddy are drunk, and when we're drunk on Halloween, we act like what we're dressed up as. <laughs> so 
So we were acting like the Blues Brothers. We were dancing, having all sorts of fun. Well, at the bar we were going to, which is a crap hole, I have no idea why the hell we wanted to go there in the first place, mainly because there's a lot of slutty women there, and they're fun to look at, especially on Halloween, because I'm not going to lie, I like Strawberry Shortcake as a whore. <laughs> and Cinderella as a whore. Awesome. And Sailor Moon was there, like 48 of them. We saw about 625 Jokers, too. Female Jokers? No, just Jokers. Oh. Apparently yeah. that was the costume to be... Everybody thought they were creative. It was the version of uh, Jack Sparrow yeah. for that year, basically. It's like, I'm going to go as the Joker from The Dark Knight. I'll be creative. You and 500 other people, buddy. Yeah, I, I did it. We did run into... Ryan's done it. We did run into one other set of Blues Brothers, and we made them leave the bar. <laughs> we did, Not on purpose. They just did. They got afraid. We were bigger than them. Did you walk up to any dudes and, with like girlfriends and go, How much for the girl? No, we thought about <laughs> it, but... Uh, we didn't think it would go over too well. Yeah. Um, but uh, when we were in line to go to Washington's, Washington's the line, there's a little walkway to get to the door that you actually have to go up. It's a ramp, basically. And the line was stretched all the way around the building, but it was moving pretty quick. Well, like any standard place, dumbasses don't want to wait in line, so at the end of that rampway, it turned into two lines were morphing into one. Mm. Well, Speaking we ended purpose. up with uh, a couple behind us, and the lady was dressed as like a princess or something wearing like a big dress and she had to be in her late 30s but still trying to hold on to her youth desperately desperately holding on to her youth um well she's just started ripping on us i mean just constantly making fun of me and my buddy for no reason yeah we were acting like douches because we were drunk but we did nothing to her well if anybody knows me well, especially now i wasn't like this in high school but now if you make fun of me i'm gonna make fun of you back it's what's gonna happen mm. Well, me and my buddy Matt probably kind of crossed the line a little bit, and we started making every sexist joke that we knew in the world. And she was getting pissed off. Like, we were dropping the, uh, when will women be higher than men, when the kitchen's on the second <laughs> floor, you know, why do fat women give good head? Because they have to. Um, you know, we were dropping all the classics, basically, and she was getting pissed off. She stole my hat and my glasses and actually tried to kick my friend Matt in the junk. But he, in, like, ninja move, blocked it. Not really. It was more like drunk ninja movie. <laughs> he probably fell over accidentally <laughs> in the dropped. process and dropped it, <laughs> blocked it. Um, but she steals my hat and my glasses. I got my hat back, and when I went to get my glasses, she chucked them into the parking lot. <laughs> so I jumped out of the park. I jumped out of line, grabbed my glasses, which had broken. They were like three dollars, so it wasn't mm -hmm. a huge loss. And I jumped back in the line. When I jumped back in the line, we were at the front of the line, and the bouncer grabbed me and says, "You cut in line. You have to go to the back." And I went, "No, no, 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 sir." Sir, here is my other blues brother. Mm -hmm. You can't go as one blues brother. You can't do it. It's virtually impossible. Um, and so he, he like, he looks at me, and we're like, no, we've been in line. And I pointed at the lady. I didn't point fingers. I didn't say we were just joking around. And she threw my glasses over there. And I went to get him. That's all I did. I didn't sit here and point her out and say she was being a bitch, which is what she was doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, she starts screaming at him that I was not in line, that she never stole my glasses. Which, if I was the bouncer, if this lady, the second she interrupts me and starts screaming about it, would clear, clearly tell me she's lying. Mm -hmm. That's just me, though. Right. Well, um, so he drags us both aside and goes, okay, calm down, what happened? And I said, you know what, we just having some fun. She took my glasses and threw them. And I went to get them, and I got back in line. And I'm holding them, and they're broken. Clearly, they were thrown. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they're broken, and I didn't point finger or anything like that. And she looks at the bouncer and goes, hey, come here, and leans over to him. And he leans over to her, and she opens her purse, and it's loaded with cash. He looks inside and looks at me and says, I didn't see it back in the line. So I, few, I screamed a few uh, um, choice words. All of them were with four letters. Nice. One had five. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, I hopped the fence again, and my whole gang group went with me, and we were flipping the bird. You know, we were pissed off. Well, you know, karma's kind of a bitch because what we ended up finding out later is that one of the friends that was with us works at the box office at the Lincoln Center and struck up a conversation with a guy who was buying tickets who ended up being the owner of Washington's. And she said, oh, our, uh, my friends got thrown out of your bar the other night. And his automatic response was, were they drunk? And she was like, no, we got they got thrown out of the bar before getting in the bar. And he went, oh, were they dressed as the Blues Brothers? And she went, yeah. He apparently saw the whole thing and tried to get to us. Uh-huh. But there were so many people, he couldn't get there. And long story short, we ended up with a $45 bar tab nice. from him. <laughs> and we went about two months later when they had their $3 tea nights. And about four of us went, and we each had like five, six teas, basically. <laughs> it was a good night. But but yeah, that's when we went as dressed as the Blues Brothers. So yes, I am, I am a Blues Brothers fan. Long story. Long story. It's hard to explain how. That doesn't incorporate the original movie or anything related to it. No, it doesn't at all. We thought about stealing a cop car and driving around, but <laughs> uh, probably just make your situation. You probably, probably. wouldn't got the bar tab. Yeah, I wouldn't got the bar tab after that. Um, yeah. So yeah, good times. Good times. But yeah, that's where the pictures came in. What the hell are we talking about? Uh, where did we? I'm trying to remember. All I, all, all I know is like we haven't explained how we know each other. Oh well, um, I, it's obviously from high school. Well, yeah, and being uh, in theater. Didn't we know but, each other in middle school briefly? Uh, you love each other. What? Did you go to Bell? I went to Bell, but what? Uh, what color hall I was were you in? Red in uh, seventh grade, and I was in, I believe, maroon in must eighth be. grade. Yeah, I think I was in maroon, so that must we must have known each other. Yeah, I was. Yeah, because I was in white in seventh. Yeah, you were among the bad kids. Oh, oh, were we? Well, that's what it was. I mean, like, I, I, that, at least looking back on it, I think for some reason... But white reason, always represents good. I know, <laughs> but not at Bell. <laughs> um, uh, I can't remember how the hell it worked, but I think it was like red was the kids they expected to do well, blue was like the middle, and the white had some of the... I don't know. I mean, it was almost like a segregation sort of It felt thing. segregated, but I, I never understood... I, I, I never put two and two together that they actually... Had a I list of kids. All the honor kids. This is what this all means. Know, all the honor kids basically ended up in Red Hall. Mm-hmm. I was not an honors kid by any means. That's no funny. I thought Blue was honors. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> that was fuck. Yeah. That was almost twenty years ago, practically. It was a good 15, 16 years ago. So it's oh, been yeah. a fucking long time since I was in middle school. Longer than the time we spent there. So. Yeah, which was two years. Well, I mean. Like almost our entire life of being in school is like eclipsing itself. Yeah. So, pretty soon it's gonna be we we've spent more days not going to school, pretty soon here, than. Yeah, like, which we never thought would happen. When I know. We were in elementary school it was God. When's this gonna be over? I know. It just it drags on and on and on. Now and you sit here and you're like, shit. I wish I could go back to school. That went by actually pretty quick, <laughs> compared to everything else in my life. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we um, we met doing something in theater. Like, well, really I knew, started hanging I knew, out. I knew of you because uh, um, you were friends with Russell, and I was friends with Russell, and for a while there, you just kind of tagged along with Russell, mm-hmm. which I'm glad you don't anymore. <laughs> like Russell, but... It's it's hard. It's really easy to not do that because he's in a different state. So. Yeah, it's, it is it is helpful but, when I mean, you're no I, longer around. If he was still here, I, yeah, I'd probably be tagging along with him. Yeah, you probably would. <laughs> Um, no, but I and uh, you offered. I remember how you started. You got into theaters. You offered to do some poster work. I think is how you kind of got started. Yeah, I'd uh, like I was hanging out with everybody, but 
when I started to be part of the shows, I, I, I wanted to do the the Comedy of Errors poster. Mm-hmm. And, um, you ended up in the show. Yeah, and then I ended up, I, I, I auditioned. I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll do one. It's, you know, do something with my friends. Because I, I didn't get until senior year. Both of them. Yeah, I did two, like the second. The no, both friends. You want to do something with both friends. Both friends? It was a joke that clearly just went flying over yeah, your head. Yeah, pass over my head. I mean, you only have two friends. That's what I'm oh. saying. Oh. You had two friends back then. Well, see, yeah, I, a lot more friends now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, back then. Yeah, like, and then when I got to theater, like, I had a whole bunch of friends. And yeah, all of a sudden you became cool, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I guess now coming out of, the du- out of my mountain dungeon and, like, socializing <laughs> with people, that, that's a good way to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I remember you, uh, um, I remember you, and you, you, you probably hear this a lot, but I just remember you lear- knowing about you because your voice was my voice? a little oh, high. Yeah, it didn't change until junior year. Damn, that kid has a high voice. And then I remember in junior year, you walked up and talked to me, and you sounded like you do now, and I was like, shit, what the hell happened? <laughs> Who are you? What, did he die? Who's are inha- you a twin? <laughs> Some alien came down and inhabited his body. But I, I just remember, I was like, I was, I always knew of you, I never had an issue with you, we just never did anything together, but I was like, God, Brad, he just has such a viciously high voice for a dude. <laughs> He'll be like a billionaire soprano or something later, and then your voice changed, and I was like, fuck that. Yeah, well, I uh, it changed to, like a couple years before that, but... I was able to keep the high voice at the same time too. So, and then <laughs> you just thought that you were weird for having yeah. your voice change. And because I was always used to hearing the one, the other one sounded weird to me. So, uh, one day I started doing like talking in the the voice I have now as a prank. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, "Oh my god, how are you doing that stuff?" And then eventually, like over the summer, I just switched to doing this the whole time. Yeah, you should just do it all the time. And I lost the other one. Yeah. So, I'm a freak. Yeah, you are. Um. Yeah, so but, uh, yeah, but we started doing theater, and then you started doing children's theater with us, and you just yeah, kind of got theater, brought I think. into the group, and we worked on... I remember you and I worked on the... Uh, um, uh, you did most of the artwork, but we actually kind of double-teamed the yeah. Comedy of Errors poster, <laughs> um, because you did like all the caricature work for it, and then I helped with the layout, and when I say helped, I pointed at you while you <laughs> worked on the computer, Right. and I was like, try it this way, move it this way, and you're like, how about this, how about this? Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, it was... Mostly like, because after I handed it off to Klug, he went and took it, and then the designer that prints the posters changed that design, yeah. and then... That actually irritated me, because I did the You're a Good Man Charlie Brown poster, uh-huh. and the designer wanted to make a bunch of changes, and I basically told him to fuck off. Nice. I was like, hell no, dude. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? I hand-drew that bitch, alright? There's no way in hell you're making changes. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of irritating that that guy just has carte blanche yeah. to change our our show's poster. Yeah, and you want to change it? No. Yeah, just go to that guy first if that's what yeah. you're gonna do. Um, I mean, like, the only reason he changed it is because he's like, "Oh well, I, you have to cha- make this change to print it." And it's like, "Fuck, no, you don't." <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. If you're working on an Apple IIe, sir, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's a look. It's a it's an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper. Is what I drew it on, and you're gonna print it on an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper. You don't have to change a damn thing. Yep. Now, if I drew it on like fucking a three by six canvas, and you want to put, yeah, okay, yeah, you might have to make some changes, but we didn't. We didn't do that. Yeah, it was interesting. That was a good time, so. But yeah, you started, and then you got in Comedy of Errors. Which I still think, actually, was, I remember that show was, um, a bunch of us were in it, like a whole group of it, I mean, had, we had Jesse Crock, Carson was in it, um, you, me, Adam was in it, Adam, uh, Keith, had, Keith, Carson, was in it. yeah, Keith, Keith and Adam being the fucking leads, 
Carson. Yes, yeah, I was, I was the goldsmith when I wore it, a yeah. solid gold like tuxedo, like Western tuxedo. And I remember that was a show that we had three shows of it, and Carson and I came up with something in our second show that made one scene we had so much funnier. And it was just like, why the hell didn't we do this from the get go? <laughs> Inspiration didn't strike until. Well, I mean, the last we started minute. doing a, we started bumping chests in a scene, like doing the cartoon stuff. And he's like, you know what? Everybody looks like a damn cartoon. Might as well start acting like them. Yeah. And everybody laughed, made it funny, and Mr. Clue came up to us after and was like, "Good stuff, like what you did." And I was kind of like, "Yeah, why the hell didn't you think of that? You're the director. <laughs> why didn't we do it earlier?" Yeah, it was. It's a good time though. It was a. I was kind of like, that's when I kind of had like a, a slap to the face with my ego though, because up to that point. I had uh, I had good roles in practically every show, and that was my smallest role. Then I got the lead in the last show, so my ego got brought back up. There's no small roles, Andy. Only just small just people. Small actors. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, how many roles did you have? One? One? Yeah. Hey, I elected to only have one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get bumped down for anything. Um, yeah, then the musical came up, and I was like, I'm not singing. But well, I, I got a chance, Clue uh, had me do the like set design, so yeah, well, like I, I color the blocks. Yeah, well, I got to, I was shocked that I even got the damn roll. I mean, I was like, shit, how the hell did I get this? <laughs> I'm, I'm still pretty sure that Klug was like, had to talk him into letting me have the role. I think he just wanted to give it to me. Or he was like, yeah, I gave him that, um, <laughs> I was like, hey, I gave previous this guy role. the role, so, uh, yeah. um, you teach him how to sing. And they went, shit. Now what are we gonna do? Yeah, it's weird. Like a lot of people that were in that cast weren't normally sing- like. There's a few of the staple mm-hmm. choir people that got like the really high parts, but then there's still like a lot of people that like never sing anything. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like uh, Ryan getting... was in choir, so he got he could already sing for the most part. Um, then Carolyn Cockle got Snoopy, Janet Newcushner got Snoopy. Uh, oh, that's Jenna right. Sh- there were two casts yeah, for the musical. Two casts. Jenna Schiffman got it, and they all sing. Um, uh, Jordan Ash got a part, and you know he's a, he's got a great voice, and he didn't sing nearly. He had a part that basically didn't sing at all. He had like one song that he danced to, and that was basically it. Mm. Uh, but then like uh, um, there's Anna Mangan, Adam Smith got in it. Adam was I was I wanted Adam as my Schroeder as opposed to Jordan, but alas, no avail. Not Schroeder. Uh, Russell was in it. Russell uh, was Schroeder, right? Yeah, Russell was Schroeder, and Adam was, was Ad- the other Schroeder. Um, then there was uh, Jordan was uh, Linus, and, Linus. I, and then Owen, Owen, Owen Osborne was the other Linus. Owen and I actually met a few times in Fort Collins because his dad owns a bar up there. I have no idea where the hell he is now, but mm. but yeah, that was that was it. That was the end of my CSU theater, or no, my Golden High School theater career. And then I went to CSU and went, shit, I can't do a damn thing. There's way too much competition. So yeah, you're having the to theater stuff. up there. Yeah. yeah. I got my degree in it. Yeah. I didn't. I felt like getting a degree, degree that wouldn't make me any money. That's <laughs> what I wanted, damn it. Me too. So I got two. You got two. I got two degrees. Oh. Got What's theater the other one? and then uh, arts and humanities. Oh. It's a liberal arts degree, mainly because they fit together like a puzzle piece. So how long did that take you in total? Uh, it took me. I was I was a student for six years technically, but the first three years I had three different majors. I didn't actually become a theater major until the end of my junior year. I had basically done a lot of theater classes, so it wasn't an issue, but um, I was officially done with classes after five and a half semesters. My thesis took extra time because my last two years, my, la- my both advisors I had left. So when I got my thesis approved, and then a week later my advisor announced that he was leaving. With good reason, he, he and his fiance got job offers at universities about an hour apart. 
and he had he had been here and she had been in Iowa and they've been engaged for five plus years. So I couldn't be mad about that. Right. But yeah. So uh, but like I mean like the theater degree at CSU requires you have upper division credits and then you need a minor or a concentration in another area to fill it out. Well, the liberal arts, arts and humanities degree requires you to have six up, 12 upper division credits in at least two different areas. And so basically, the theater degree covered half of those, and then the second half of what I took in there covered the theater degree, the other half of the theater degree. So mm. they literally fit together like a puzzle piece. Right, and they made I got two quicker to get through. Yeah. For the work of like one and a half, basically. But I mean, it was all that stuff was decided my senior year. So I was like, because I could have gotten the concentration in like art history, because I took a lot of art history classes. Um, but then I just opted to ch- to take a couple more, and I also took some psychology classes, and it, uh, I mean, they all rounded out my credit requirements. So took some hard classes though, which actually had an effect on my GPA because I didn't do very well in them. If I would have stuck with the standard theater curriculum, I would could have graduated in four years with a 4.0 probably. I mean, I got like a 3.75 in all of my theater classes, and I took more than required. Mm. It was every other class that I got a crap load of C's in that basically brought my average down. And then it doesn't really matter. Like the the, the, the piece of paper is what yeah the credentials they ne- they never look like. How much of this is a real like they don't. Yeah, the only time that it's an issue is if I want to go to grad school, which at some point if I I might go back to go to. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, what did you do in your uh, um, how did you do in your field classes as opposed to how'd you do overall? Right. Because in that case, my two point eight GPA turns into like a three point seven five, which is good. Mm-hmm. Because that means it'll be like, oh, this guy's kind of smart. <laughs> the fact that I, you know, I've been out of school for four years already, though, doesn't really look good. Yeah. But I have a pretty decent portfolio. I do a lot of community theater work up in Fort Collins. But older people go back all the time and get yeah. that stuff. So. So yeah, it's cool. That was good times. It was. Sort of. When I say good times, I was very being very facetious. Oh. Looking back, I really didn't like high school at all. Looking back, I, I like the theater stuff that yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I liked all that stuff, and I still have some good friends like you, and I still consider Adam and Cliff and all them friends. I mean, yeah. But 90% of the people I knew in high school, I have no desire to even see again. <laughs> I mean, there's 90% of the people I met in college, I have no desire to see again. Who are those people? Let's let's run, let's run off that list. That's all I don't want to see again? <laughs> well, fuck, just open the 2000 senior yearbook. <laughs> You can circle anyone Brad. who's not me, Adam, and you can circle Andy, Brad, or Adam. Brian. You can uh, circle Brian. You can circle Chris Whitford, and just about anybody else in that group. Jesse, I mean Jesse and um, Carson, I kind of consider in that group. And then a few other people that I've known since like elementary school. But I mean, probably a good seventy-five percent of the people who we graduated with, I have no desire to even see again. I guess you probably just look at your Facebook friends list, and anyone's not on there. Well, I actually went through and erased a bunch of people who had friended me, who I went to high school with, mm-hmm. and I just I went and I, I accepted, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, you didn't like me in high school? Why do you give a shit about what I'm doing?" Isn't that weird? People who yeah. friend you that like did mean things you to you were or a something? Dick to me in high school, I don't. Which I, don't I guess is a generous you anymore. Which I guess is generous. Maybe they're like, oh, I was. I realized I was a dick to that guy, and I should try and be his friend. I think it's more along the lines of a lot of people are just like, oh, I know this guy. Click friend, and it's like, yeah, you didn't care to know me then. I don't care to know you now. Yeah. In those situations, I'm all friend him, and then I'll wait two days, and I'll go and I'll erase, I'll move, I'll remove him. I mean, it's just like. I'm open to it, but they gotta talk to me. Like they yeah, can't just friend and. I mean, like I have, I'm friends with like 300 plus people on there. I talk to 50 of them. That's it. Yeah. 
Some of them I'm friends with just so I can tag photos because I do a crap load of photography things. Like, I'm friends with a bunch of the football players. I've never met them in my entire life. Friends with a bunch of the basketball players. I've never met them either, but it's a way to get the photos I take of them to them. So, until I get told to stop because apparently some people are cracking down on, like, colleges of... I know that my cousin played baseball at William & Mary and they were flat out not allowed to put uh, photos of them playing baseball on Facebook. Wow. I mean, I think they could put them on there. They weren't allowed to put them as their profile pic because it's uh, it can create it can lead to people stalking you or trying to find that information about you because you play on that team. And there's also the fact that I know that some people have gotten in trouble or have gotten fired because they'll put photos of them drinking on Facebook and then companies will find them. Like, I know one guy got fired because he called in sick and then put photos of himself drinking on Facebook and his company found it. That's a stupid of him yeah. on his part. And apparently there's a fact that I guess a lot of companies now, when they're researching employees or applicants, they'll check them out on Facebook. <laughs> see see if they match up. It yeah. actually caused me to go through and put all of my, uh, all of my, a lot of my photos that I've taken of people, on, on, with the exception of the sports photos, I've made all my photo albums, uh, only available to people that I know. They're not available. If you go to my profile, you can't see those pictures anymore. Mm. So, I mean, it, it, I, I kind of think it's a douchey thing for companies to do, but at the same time, you can see why. This all came about because my roommate's girlfriend had a birthday party, and I took a ton of photos. I took over 200 photos of her birthday, and I put about 80 of them online, and half of the photos, people untagged themselves. <laughs> which pissed me off because I put a lot of work into that. I, used, I gave my own time do all that and just because I mean a photo of somebody standing there with a beer in her hand she's like 24 and she was standing there with a beer in her hand she didn't want that at all on her profile and I was just kind of like alright that's kind of the point where now I'm like you know what I'm not going to take pictures of social events unless somebody actually wants me to luckily I don't go to any so yeah, never a problem you don't at all except for tonight you we're going to go to a hockey game yeah we're going to the Avs game tonight yeah go Avs yeah hopefully they'll win hopefully <laughs> yeah. finally want to see them win in person not just through the TV yeah they're fun to go to but last two games they've lost that I've been to this year they've lost which really pissed me off because they're like the 40 Rangers bucks and the tickets Wings, and I fucking hate them yeah but still you're paying like 40 bucks for level 3 seats and yeah well I mean it's one thing that I hated about those games is that since the Avs had a terrible year last year the attendance is down one thing about Colorado, and I swear by this, and I am a huge sports fan. I pay attention to the Rockies. I pay attention to the Avs. Kind of pay attention to the Broncos. Not really a Bronco fan, but I'm a huge CSU fan. And even I do pay a little bit of attention to CU as well. Um, <laughs> That's why you're the, you're the character Kiffin on SwixesDomain.com. Yeah, one of the only ones in our group. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. What was that, Brad? I, I was just saying Who that am I? you're the character Kiffin on SwixesDomain.com. What's that website again? SwixesDomain.com. S-P-H-E-R-X-S-D-O-M-A-I-N.com. Yes. So if you want... Clever, colorful sports commentary by an alien creature. Check out that website. I am here for you. Yes, he will report what the leading sports newscasters won't. Yeah. He'll tell it real like it is. Well, I'll make, I'll make it all up as I know, <laughs> which for the most part I haven't. But I do know a lot in one of these days. He will spin it for a good dick Hopefully, joke. yeah. I will always spin it for a good dick joke or anti-Canadian joke. <laughs> you know, I was looking at the stats of our readership, uh-huh. and Canada went down. Since you wrote all that Canada stuff. Yeah, well, Canada sucks. <laughs> maybe they'd spend more time. Maybe they finally realized Canada sucks and went outside somewhere else. <laughs> now they have no, not enough time to sit there and breathe on a blog. I don't give a shit. And there goes our um, Nebcast Canada supporters. Yeah, well, whatever. 
which don't exist. If you guys won the gold medal, you can go back to not affecting the world at all now. How about those gold medals? It looks like it looked like someone melted them before they gave them. To yeah, well, uh, yeah, that that's another thing that I thought was funny as hell. Is apparently a U.S. snowboarder. I think he he won the gold. He won a medal of some kind. He actually got kicked out of the Olympic Village. I don't know if you know how this works, but all the athletes stay in the same place, mm -hmm. and the, the 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 Olympic Committee provides them with shit to do. Like, they have a bar they can go to. They can, you know, they can do whatever the hell they want. I mean, it's like their own little home that only they're allowed to go to, basically. And then they have their rooms and shit. Well, apparently after this guy won the gold medal in snowboarding, which, you know, once you hear this, you'll be like, well, he's a snowboarder. Duh. He apparently had some girl who was there partying with him. Um, he put the medal below his wake around his cockle region and had her kiss the medal. And somebody took a picture of it and put it online, so he got kicked out of the Olympic Village. So did he have to? He has to stay somewhere else, but he could still compete. Oh no, he had competed already. Oh, he's he done because he has the medal. Yeah. But he has the medal and he's done to go. But I mean, they kicked him out. Yeah, that was funny as hell. That's funny. Like, you know it's what? funny how he got kicked out. Well, I mean, it's like, dude, he's twenty years old. What the fuck do you expect him to do? And there's yeah. a hot chick who's like, hey, let me kiss your medal, and he's like, if you put it right here, and yeah, 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 yeah. I'm twenty. Yeah, that's legal. It's all allowed. And I'm done. I got it. So I don't need to stay with you jackasses anymore. Yeah. So back to what I was saying before we went off on a tangent. Right. Fun, which is what we do. We do that a lot. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, like, I'm a huge sports fan in Colorado, and one thing I've learned about Colorado, with the exception of the Broncos, color people in Colorado don't really support their team until they win. Yeah, they're very fickle. They are very, very, very fair-weather fans. And I know this because being a CSU alumni and a huge fan, when I got there, CSU was ranked. And that place was full every single day. Now that they've had a couple of off years, they—I mean—the place isn't even is is barely half full. I mean, it's like they can hold thirty-four thousand, and they're lucky to get twenty. CU's no better. CU does better because they're closer to Denver. That's the only reason, and they get more coverage on TV. That's all my opinion, and I've been argued with before. Well, it's easier for the because they're so close. The new stations yeah, don't have to it's pay. Easier. And I mean, they hold more people, but I mean, I still stand by it. They're like, I don't think you hold enough water when the largest crowds in CU's history have been the three, the last three games that CSU has played CU at Folsom Field. That's the largest crowd. And just as a point of reference right now, um, whoever's listening, you have now wasted a half hour of your day. A half hour of your day. Right. Has been wasted. Well, unless you haven't been doing anything all day. You're unless you're, like, cleaning and you just have this shit on in the background, um, kudos. Good for you. At my old job, I used to, while I was editing, I'd put it on. I'd listen to, uh, well, I listened to, like, uh, Smodcast and stuff, too. But, like, mm -hmm. to prove for episodes, I listened to these things while I was working. Nice. You know, on other things that I was supposed to be listening to. And then you edit out things that shouldn't be said, basically? On our show? Yeah. No, I usually don't. Do we cross the line ever? Uh, we do, but I never take it out because ah, I, 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 I believe in the honesty. First Amendment? First Amendment. Or, wait, is that the First Amendment? Free speech? Is that the First yeah. Amendment? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, know. I know the Second Amendment. I've got lots of those. It's the First Amendment I'm fuzzing on. Um, the First Amendment has, like, five different stipulations, so... Uh, press, religion, and one other one, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Not important. Uh, Too much. Oh, the freedom to assemble. Ah, yes. Yeah. Freedom to assemble. So, and which seems to get... It's weird. I don't know. I, I mean, it doesn't I've, get I've honored always, quite always, as much. I've always thought we've had the freedom to uh, put things together and then take them apart again. Yeah, like I, I mean, play with Legos yeah, all the time. I, so I have a whole barrel of Legos. I mean, it says assembly, or freedom to assemble, but... Doesn't say anything about disassemble. Am I breaking the law by taking my Lego bricks apart? I bought a model. I had to glue it together. That was some assembly. 
Um, I go with the snap tight ones. They're, snap tight. Yeah, they're less stuff to clean up. Yeah, and like you don't have to deal with the decal. Yeah, like, and I'm floating water. That sucks. Lazy as hell. So. Um, I think my parents put together a bike once. Or scooters or something. Freedom to assemble. <laughs> That's a dumb joke. That anyway, is a horrible joke. Uh, we took it. We took it a good three minutes. So kudos to us. So anyway, yeah, we we're talking about like yeah, Denver fans. Like you're not. How can you call yourself a fan if you're not following them even when they're down on their luck? Yeah, but I mean, like to the whole point I was getting at. This is uh, the two games I've been to for the Abs this year has been against the Rangers and against the Red Wings. They both have very large fan bases. When I went with the Rangers, I swear to God, that place was 50-50 Rangers. I mean, it was like a home game to the Rangers. And then the Red Wings was probably 40, 40% Red Wings fans. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. And I mean, Avs have nobody to blame but themselves because their tickets are pretty high. And, uh, you know, in this crappy economic times, people don't want to go see a team that could possibly lose. Right. Unless Spend that much to see them yeah, lose. Unless they're winning constantly or it's a good game. Like, uh, um... Like, the CU-CSU game will always sell out. But I mean, even to the point where when they have the game in Mile High, which they're going to have next year, and for the next 10 years, actually, um, they uh, that place will, I mean, they'll fit, you know, 75,000 people in there, which is pretty good, but they won't fill the whole place. Yeah. The last few games, and it's mainly because the teams haven't been extremely competitive. In 2000, the place was sold out the first time I went. That's because C CSU was coming off of a... Uh, a ranked year. That year they ended up ranked again. The next year it was full again, but CU ended up, in 2001, CU blew out CSU. Well then in 2002, the place wasn't full again, and CSU won. I mean, it's just, it, it depends on the game, but then like, like CSU, like the, CSU's big game this year was when Utah came. Because Utah won, I mean, they had, they ended up, they finished number two in the nation from after 2008, so it was a big deal. They had lost a couple of games, so they were no longer ranked, which and the weather was terrible. So I'm thinking a lot of people didn't show up because of that. Um, but uh, but then like the following week was like San Diego State, who didn't do very well, and the place had like 19,000 people there. I mean, it was it was pathetic. Even the Wyoming game drew like 25,000 people, and that was actually more than I was expecting it to. And the Wyoming game was a good game, but I mean, it's like in Colorado, people will support their team if they win. That's basically it. If they don't. I mean, look at the Rockies. The Rockies, for the first five years, were the leader in attendance, mainly because we had baseball in Colorado. Well, then they started having bad years, and every single year it went down. 2007 was actually, I think, it, at the very end of the year, they passed up 2006, and they went to the World Series in 2007. 2008 increased because of that. Well, then 2009, after the 2008 season, the beginning of 2009 was the same way. Mm -hmm. Opening day, you had the place full, and the next day you had 25,000 people. I mean, for a baseball stadium to be half full, that's pathetic. This year, we'll probably see more people for a little while. As if the team can keep playing good, then they'll come. But, I mean, the second the team starts looking like they're going to convert back to their losing ways, people will go away again. And they're so vicious, like, when they are losing. Like, uh, I've heard people berate the, like the teams in like in passing just uh, oh, yeah. not giving them any credit like well what you know i can't remember specific stuff but it's just really vicious like like especially when they had a winning season the previous year and they're losing mm -hmm. this year it's just like they're having a bad year what do you what yeah. do you want them to do like it's not like they can flip a switch and win yeah and with the avs the other night the avs uh, um lost to uh um lost to the coyotes and they lost 3-1. to one. The third goal was an empty netter, and it's because they were tied 1-1. One to one. 
and the Coyotes scored with 25 seconds left in the in the third period, basically. So they almost a guaranteed win. The guy who scored the goal had been traded two days before by the Avs. The Avs traded him when he was traded to the Avs. I remember the week leading up to this because I read the Denver Post online all the time and I read the comments. People were going ballistic about this guy. They said he was worthless. They hated him. They didn't understand why he was here. They thought he was dead money. Well, he gets traded. One game in him getting traded, he scores one goal. One goal against the Avalanche. He hadn't scored. He had scored one goal in the past 20 games for the Avalanche, and all of a sudden it was, I can't believe the Avs traded away a talent like this. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I said that. I wrote on there. I was like, whoa, guys, you know, a week ago you were calling for this guy's head. You didn't like him. You hated him. Now all of a sudden he scores one goal. I mean, yeah, granted he scored a good goal, but it was—I mean—it was a blown play by the Avalanche, and it left him wide open in front of the net. If he had a chance when he was with the Avs to be wide open in front of the net, he'd probably score. But I mean, it's just—it's the—they're they're so finicky. I mean, the Avs could win ten games in a row, and then they lose one game, and it's—I can't believe this—how like, the hell did this happen? Avalanche suck, yeah. yeah and it's like—it's over. The season's over. Yeah, and the Rockies won eleven games last year to match their franchise longest winning streak, and then lost to the Pirates, who are one of the worst teams in the league, in one game. And people were up in arms about it. They couldn't figure out how the hell they could lose to this. And uh, um, well, in the next two games, the Rockies played the Pirates. The two games after that, they beat the living shit out of them. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was like in a game where you, in hockey, you play 82 games. In baseball, you play 162. You're not going to win them all. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, perfect season. Love it too. Not going to. Yeah. The only sport that a perfect season can actually happen in is football. That's and it. even that's hard. And it's only happened once. Yeah. Well, perfect regular seasons happen twice, but a complete perfect year has only happened once. Yeah. In in NFL, it's happened a few times in college football because in the sixty plus years, that's what college football does. Yeah. So I mean, even in this year, we had two thirteen, you had two thirteen and zero teams going into the end of the year, and both teams chose to rest their starters as opposed to try to go undefeated, yeah. which I actually am a fan of. I don't think once, I mean, the Colts had fourteen and zero had a the home field advantage in the playoffs, basically taken. And the Saints at 13-0 basically had it too, and they both went. You know what? I don't. We don't need the. We don't need the 14-0, the 16-0 record. Yeah. We now, don't if want you're some... a fan and you want your team to go 16-0, then I think you. I don't know. I just think that you need to realize that it is a business, and you don't want your star player getting hurt. Yeah. Like suppose Manning or Breeze gets injured week 15. Yeah. He doesn't go to the Super Bowl. They lose, and then he has to spend the offseason recuperating, and then he's not ready for the regular se- regular season. Basically, yeah. So, it makes sense. But, yeah, people are, like, that adamant about that decision. Just like, dude, get a, you know, yeah. <laughs> lighten up. Like, you don't even have any control over it. So you why know, I mean, as a it? fan, I have no control over anything. Yeah. That's why when that guy was traded, I was like, damn, like, my favorite player for the Avs was not signed after last year. I was pissed off. There's not a damn thing I can do about Who's it. Who's your favorite player? Uh, Ian LaPerriere. Yeah. Oh. He was a little. He was a fourth line grinder. He basically fought everybody, and he was. Just a, <laughs> he was a little. He was like a gnat to the muscle. opposing team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he wasn't even muscle. He was short, but he took on anybody. He was like he was a team player, and he was just a good player. And I've always liked those guys. I mean, like I love the guys like the the Sackicks and the Forsbergs and stuff like that. But I've always been a huge fan of like the Parkers and the Laperrieres and the guys who are the grinders, who basically when it's like okay, we have a two goal lead, go out there and rough them up. You know, let them know you're here. And there, I remember one game where the Avs were actually down two to nothing in the first period. He walked over and just grabbed the guy and beat the crap out of him for no reason, just to get everybody fired up. And the Avs ended up tying the game about ten minutes later. So I mean, it's like I've always liked those guys, and they got rid of them. 
And but I mean, I was like, you know what? He's an old player. He's like in his mid to late thirties. Um, he's not a goal scorer, and at this point, he's popular enough to where they're gonna want some sort of. Uh, um, they're gonna. He's gonna want a decent amount of money, and the Avs can't afford to pay him. Mm-hmm. That's completely understandable from my viewpoint. I mean, so it was just one of those things where I was like, I don't want to see him go, but I mean, he'll be retired in a couple of years, and who knows? It might be something where they might bring him back for, you know, at a trading deadline in a couple of years for his last year. He might come back because he like loves Forsberg being in or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like Forsberg or possibly. Uh, um, like they did with Forsberg. I mean. Yeah, they did that with Forsberg. Um, they just did it with Stefan Yell. They brought him back. He was with the Avs from like when they got here through 2003. And he's bounced around since then. They brought him back, which is good. I mean, he's not—he's nowhere near the goal scorer that he used to be. But at the same time, he's a a veteran, a team player. He'll get—he'll—he'll he'll be able to jump on that fourth or even third line and 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 run things and be a smart hockey player. So I mean, it's fun. See, this is the insight that I should be putting in my Kiffin blog, but <laughs> fuck no. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's because I want to talk. You know, it's difficult because I know a lot about Colorado sports, but I need to talk national level. Right. Which, as if you read my Major League Baseball preview, it you, there's clearly some teams I had no idea about, so I just started making fun of them. Yeah, you, you BS through them. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I read them. Uh, it was nice the, when you went through the Colorado Rockies and put them first. And yeah, well, I, I I think the Rockies will win the Western Division. And the Giants too, just because I hate them. Yeah. Or the, well, the Giant. Uh, let's see, the Dodgers, just because I hate them. Yeah. Uh, simply because I hate them. The Giants, you know, they have a kick-ass pitching staff, but they have no hitting whatsoever. And Tim, Lin- Tim Lincecum is kind of a douche. I don't like him. But the guy can fucking hurl the baseball, so there's no problem with that whatsoever. I mean, the guy's a good pitcher. He's one of those guys, if he pitched for my team, I'd be ecstatic. But he doesn't. He pitches against my team. Um, and then the Padres just irritate me. They've always irritated me. No real reason, they just have. Because they're in the same division. The Diamondbacks, I just make fun of because they're in Phoenix. And they, I mean, like when the Rockies played the Diamondbacks in the National League Championship Series in 2007, we could have gone down to uh, Arizona, to Phoenix, day of the game, and bought tickets for that game. <laughs> Whereas the fiasco that the tickets caused when we were when they were in Denver mm-hmm. was just such a nightmare. Oh, right. But, I mean, just we, we, we could have walked down. We could have gone to Phoenix and walked day of game, an hour before the game, and bought tickets. They had empty seats during the game. In Phoenix, I mean, like, when you look at it, I mean, that's why the hockey team in Phoenix is struggling. Nobody in Phoenix is from is Phoenix. From Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. So they all root for somebody else. That's always been a place where, like, if I can't afford to go somewhere for, like, because I go on little baseball trips with people. I mean, I've always had Phoenix as a place where if I'm poor, I'll just go to Phoenix because tickets will be easy to come by and it's not too far away. I mean, I don't know if it's driving distance, but, I mean, it might be, it might be train distance because I know that... I mean, some friends want to take a train trip one of these days, just for the hell of it, because mm-hmm. trains are cool. Yeah. They still have, they still have trains? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Not just they're, one that goes across. Fucking expensive. Are they? I mean, like, a standard plane ticket, or no, like, a standard train ticket rivals a plane ticket, basically, but um, we wanted to get a sleeper car, so we could, like, you know, bring a bottle of booze and just chill in our sleeper car and just get it wasted. It's an extra $350. Damn. To have a sleeper car for a night, basically. That's more expensive than a plane. I know. I mean, in the long run, we have 500 plus bucks for our round-trip ticket and a sleeper car, <coughs> which was just a nightmare. We've been try- I've been trying to do this for like the last three years, and it's fallen through every time, mainly because nobody can commit to doing it, and I never even have the money, so... Yeah, that's a lot of money just for yeah. little 
kind not of to whim. mention the hotel we'd have to buy. I mean, it would be like a thousand dollars. I mean, it would be like a thousand dollar three day <laughs> vacation basically. Yeah. Because we were going to try to take the train to uh, San Francisco last year. I think you can go to Europe for a thousand bucks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we wanted to take a train to San Francisco, and that's a thirty. What was it? I think it was like they said it was like a thirty-seven hour train ride because of all the stops that we have to make. And I love trains, and I would have no problem doing that. But you'd have to sleep in your seat basically, which I don't think is a huge deal. But at the same time, I mean, 37 hours, I mean, we'd have to leave on, like, a Thursday morning. We'd get there Friday afternoon. And then we would leave Sunday morning again, and we'd get back um, sometime afternoon on Monday. So, I mean, it'd be a long trek, I mean, to be, I mean, to take off, like, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I mean, that's a five-day thing. And you're only going to actually be, we were only going to actually be in the town for like a day and a half, if even that. Yeah. Most of your time is going to be spent not there. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. Bradley, we got 15 minutes left. What do you want to talk about? Actually, it just occurred to me that uh, being Nebcast, we should probably talk about some of the videos you've done. Oh. Yeah. So, if you can remember them. I've done like one or two. We've done a, you've done a lot that I've never made into anything. Oh, really? <laughs> I have yeah. them, and I um, actually I probably have the taper under somewhere. Well, I remember the stuff that we filmed in Adam's basement, and then we filmed it in my shed. It was like a mystery thing yeah, or something. The conversation. Yeah, it was like somebody gave us a script, gave us a script, and you were like, "Let's do it." Yeah. It was. I think I had a script writing class. No offense, your uh, was that your script or was that somebody else's? It's a, uh, I think Francis Ford Coppola's script. Is it because all I know is it was awful? Well, maybe it was just the way we were doing it. It was awful. I've actually seen the movie that they actually made it. Um, my teacher in some I think script writing class. Uh, gave us a script the assignment was uh to write something about it and then make um like reenact it as if like pretend i'm a director and actually make Mm -hmm. it um and then i think a week before the assignment was due she took out the requirement that you actually had to film it so so i can't we never did anything with it after that yeah well i wanted to just to like show everybody like oh i'm awesome Uh and i can do (laughs) extra work but um because like the script like we we couldn't figure out what the script like we couldn't understand the script well enough like I didn't I didn't feel it and so I can tell you guys how like how to feel like understand it because uh-huh. uh, like I've seen the movie that this actually got made into and it's pretty decent it's got like Gene Hackman and everything in it um, but like on the few pages that we were given like we didn't do the whole script it was just a couple pages um, like we just didn't get it and so here we are trying to make sense of this. And trying to shoot it, and uh, in like the week before that it's supposed to actually be presented, and then like after we shot it, she tells us that we don't have to like film it. So I'm just like, meh, I got other stuff to do. But I want to actually finish it someday. And it, although it's pretty terrible because yeah. I think Carson and um, well, we were pretty. I'm not gonna lie, were, we like, were high. We were awful. I mean, <laughs> everybody, nobody was, nobody could stay focused during that evening. And I remember that's why we ended up going over to my folks' place because. I love my parents to death, but no matter when I was in high school or when I was home in college, I had to be home by a certain time. Mm. Even last night, my mom—I got home last night at midnight, a little after midnight. My mom waited for me. She just she worries so much about it, and I was just—I reached the point where I'm like, you know what, guys, I gotta go. So if you want to come over and do the filming stuff at my house, we can. That's not an issue. Yeah. I remember I think Adam and somebody else was a little irritated about the whole fact, but you know that, that was then. This is now. Who, who gives a shit anymore? But yeah, but let's see. I did that one. Um, the one that I actually saw was not on your your long ass list of stuff that you have on your website, or you have something. Um, is the bonsai beer cats not up? Oh yeah, because I'm I'm trying to reanimate the beer cat. Ah. I want to instead of him just kind of 
being a still image, kind of bouncing back and forth, I yeah. want to have him like dancing. Yeah. And so if you've seen the Idiot Chidix cartoon, like yeah, I'm, I have I'm getting closer to that. Yeah. Well, the I remember that one had an in, had a, a hat incident yeah. in the episode D- where for some discontinuity. reason discontinuity. I had my hat backwards most of the time, and then I turned it around and we filled one scene. Well, that scene ended up being smack dab in the middle. Right. And the whole rest of the time, my hat was backwards. And no other one takes. Yeah. Little scene where my hat's forward. Back in the day, I didn't shoot a lot of different angles. That's like the it. one where we. That's the scene where we we you had to look make it look like we were flicking the cat's balls. Yeah. Which happens in most of your videos, surprisingly. Um, well, not that surprisingly. But yeah, but yeah, I did that one. Um, and then I did. I was in the the vanilla coke rope commercial. That's right. You're an extra. Um, Yes. I was an extra. I was in one quick scene. Actually, I was in two scenes. One of them, you can't see me because I was driving when Adam almost right. was hit by the car. I was the driver. You're the driver. Yeah. Um, it was my car too. So in your car. I was aiming for him and I missed. <laughs> uh, and then I was sitting at the picnic table at the end when we were in Lions Park. That was With an Keith. interesting commercial because we went like six places to film bits and pieces of that commercial. Yeah, we went to Harris Square. We went to uh, Adam's like side street. Um, and then yeah, the park, and where else? I think I think that's it. Yeah. Three different places. And Cliff was in the tree, and he dropped the bucket on Adam's head. And I think the first time we did it, we weren't shooting yet, and he dropped the bucket anyway and conked Adam square in the noggin with it. Yeah. And nobody was ready, and it was funny as hell. And also that day, we like spent the morning like collecting props and stuff, and yeah. we went to Home Depot, and I was like, they don't have any metal buckets. What the hell? Like, what are we gonna do? But they had great plastic ones, and I'm so glad. Like someone was had the foresight to convince me that it didn't have to be metal because uh-huh. I'm sure Adam would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't occur to me that I, I, it's not like a hard metal; it's probably aluminum. But still, like with the, with the ice in it, it's probably like a piece of steel. Yeah, it's pretty hard. So. Um, let's see, what else did we do? Um, uh, yeah, I think that was. The, I mean, that was time when he tried to. We tried to get me down to do other stuff. I just never had a chance to. Yeah. I think I got the list on the wall here. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I can't read it though. It's way too far away. You do the Twilight. You do Golden Colorado. I know that Adam and I actually at at Lions Park, uh, same place we filmed the end of the Vanilla Coke Rope commercial. Uh, it's where Adam and I filmed my little D-Day video with Army men storming the beaches. Oh yeah. Which was the um, we basically took a bunch of sand out of the volleyball pit and spread it along the shore and. That actually, we ended up doing that two days because the first day I was actually going to try to edit it in a simple way, which was by um, recording it onto a second VHS tape because we didn't have any of the technology you have now, basically. Yeah. Um, and I kept running into issues, so we went back the next day and just filmed it straight up. And then I figured out how to do a little bit of editing, but we didn't need to do it. But that was the first foray into film work because we actually ran a... Uh, um, when I linked up the VCR that had the... The little, the, t- the small tape that had like the adapter so you could play in the VCR. Um, we linked it up to another VCR. I didn't link up the audio. I only linked up the video, and we linked up the audio to a CD player and, cha- and played the James Bond Tomorrow Never Dies theme song over the video, mm. which was like my first foray into like making a video of anything. Um, and halfway through that, I actually had to quickly unplug it and plug it back in so we could get some words that we had in the, the end of it because I had, like, outtakes and shit at the end of it. And the only real outtake we had is uh, um, I had a little model of PT-109 that we used in it because it floated. And we were trying to do a setup something where I floated the boat in front of the screen and Adam threw a rock in the water and he was supposed to hit next to it. <laughs> 
but he bullseyed the boat and it exploded <laughs> and all the pieces were floating in the water so I made his ass walk in the water to get, get all the pieces and then that night I glued the boat back together basically as much <laughs> as I could but I mean it was funny as hell and because I mean he he nailed the boat and we did a test run first and he hit right next to it perfect then when we filmed it he just blasted the boat and just and I was laughing it. my ass yeah. off that's so damn funny but yeah I remember that video that. Uh, we did our own uh, like war like army men war thing you remember? Yeah, we did. I have the video. I never edited it. Like in 2001, it's in your backyard. Uh, like we lit the rocks on fire and like oh, yeah. the little army guys were melting. Yeah, and we did do all that stuff. Yeah. I remember, well, Adam and I, with army men in the backyard, did a uh, um, did like a Roman army video for my Latin class. Yeah, that, I video, that video, a shame, sadly, is gone because my mom recorded over it accidentally. Um, but yeah, that we did that one. I, I actually kind of do remember, didn't we? Um, There's like, and then we went to my apartment complex, and there, we have the plane like in front of the camera lens. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like flying, flying around. Yeah, we're flying through the. I remember. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Wow, I forgot about all. And those. that footage isn't like bad. It's just I've never gotten yeah, around it's, editing it. It's. Yeah, but we did that. Um, I think we. I, we also. I was also in the uh, the the horror film that we tried to make, like that I was trying to. Oh yeah, in the charge of like the like, based on the Zodiac Killer. Oh yeah, the Zodiac. now they've actually made like four movies on that, so I guess we're shit out of luck. I know we we they um, beat us. I remember us. we kept having issues with that, and uh, you kept freaking out because any prospect of possibly getting any water on your camera drove you insane. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I can understand why, but at the same time, I was like, Brad, there's no water around whatsoever, and you're like, I don't want to do that, and I was like, Brad, there's no water. We have no water here. No, there was water because. Oh yeah, in that scene. The scene where it was supposed to be from underneath when he stuck his head in the water because I was going to. We should explain him. for people listening. All right. Well, yeah. basically, in this scene, what was going to happen is, is my my idea of the movie was going to be that was the guy who gets killed. Basically, it was going to be a trailer. That was it. And a yeah, we're going to do a trailer. Yeah. Um, and uh, the video was supposed to be how it happens is it's at night. Adam comes home, um, and he opens his door, and what with the cinematography that I was aiming for was that he comes home. He shuts the door behind him, and then he walks over to the side. And as he walks over to the side, you see somebody outside the window. And the Zodiac Killer was a guy who wore this weird, like, box thing on his head. And you see him outside, and he's just standing there. And the camera keeps panning around follows Adam as he puts his stuff down. And when he walks back into the kitchen, um, he crosses the window again, and nobody's there. But he also crosses the door again, and the door is wide open. And so he shuts the door again. And then uh, we had a thing where he goes into his bathroom, and as he's, and it, it, the view is from like in the mirror, and as he, uh, um, as he's like washing his face, you see a, the guy walk behind him, across the door. Well, then the next thing, the next scene I wanted was uh, um, he was going to put his face in the water, and then he was going to pop his head up after rinsing his face off. Um, uh, then the guy was going to be right behind him, and then the scene was supposed to be from underneath. It's supposed to be like in the sink where you see him put his face in the water, he rubs it, then he brings his face up again, and the next thing you know, his face just gets slammed into the water. And he moves around, and after about, you know, 15 seconds or so, he lets, blood comes out of his mouth, basically, and he opens his eyes, and then he just kind of sits there. And then I was gonna, the, and then the, his head was just gonna be ripped out of the water quickly, and that was gonna be the end of the trailer. We had some issues with that, mainly because the bowl we had for the underneath view had a little plastic nub that you could clearly see. 
Yeah. So the footage didn't turn out that well. And I also remember when Adam opened his eyes after releasing the blood in the water, the food coloring got in his eyes and it stung uh-huh. his eyes. Yeah, it didn't occur to so me. So he flipped out at that. Um, but yeah, we just and I, I just do remember the footage we did have scared the living crap out of his girlfriend at the time. She uh, was flat out terrified. She's terrified by anything. Yeah, she was. Um. Yeah, but yeah, we were gonna do that one, and that was the one where we spent like we spent like five hours that one day trying to do that. And it just never panned out. I mean, yeah. We just kept running into problems. And, and I guess the water thing, I guess, uh, what I was afraid of is with that kind of, like, uh, like you guys acting, that kind of excitement, we just splash water everywhere. Yeah. Like, you couldn't control it. So, obviously, the camera would get hit some way. And, you know, it's a $2,000 camera. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and I, I, I'm with you on that. I just think you could have been a little bit more calm about yeah. it. Because you, I'm not joking. You were flipping out. You were like, guys, no way in hell. We're not doing that. No, I'm not. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We're not going to do it that way. There's no way. And I'm just like, Brad, if you don't want to do it, just say, Brad, just say, hey, um, I, I'm worried about the camera getting wet. Can we find a different way to do this? I would have been like, hell yeah, no problem. Yeah, I, I mean, was... you had your little plastic like lens cover thing that... Yeah, I, I built a little plexiglass little shield that for... That, uh... like, it was like a small piece of plexiglass and a rubber band. I was like, you're on top of things now, Brad. <laughs> MacGyvered that. It worked for the most part, but, you know... It yeah, only, it only apparently it didn't because that lens is a little scratched. Well, it only protected protected the lens. They didn't protect anything else on the camera. Yeah. But I mean, like, I was trying to figure out a way where we, if we could get, I don't know, I mean, it was, it was an idea that I had that basically fell flat because we just didn't have the time to do it. In my apartment, it wasn't like a good setting either. Your, your apartment actually would have worked fine if we had, like, some different angles to work from. And I remember with just doing that, it's just like all of us in general, we were just kind of out of it. Yeah, it was a very limited space. Like, yeah, if you're trying to do this... In the bathroom, it was really hard. Yeah, it's it very really tight. hard in the bathroom. But, I mean, like, because when I was when I was thinking of the trailer, I had your apartment, apartment in mind. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it might end up being one of those things where the interior of the apartment is your apartment. Then when we go to the bathroom, we go to some place where we have more room. And we just make it look like it's part of the apartment. Yeah, like we should have gone to someone it, else's house. That's and, what stuff, yeah. that's what people do. Yeah. Like the opening scene in Ghostbusters. The very opening scene when the librarian is walking in the library, that is the New York Public Library. When she walks down the stairs, that's a sound studio in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. They do that yeah, a I lot mean, in Hollywood, yeah. It's stuff that works, so... You know, like, all Batman Begins, is the the first Batman mm-hmm. new movie, that's all on a soundstage. Yeah. Like, there's no... Like, the second one, Dark Knight's all in Chicago, but the first one is all on a soundstage. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Zodiac. I'll edit that into yeah. something someday too. Yeah, like I want to get, days. I want to get everything made into something at some point. Yeah, we. I don't know what well, you should. <laughs> might be interesting to try to find something to take all this footage that we have, edit it together, and just dub the shit out of it. <laughs> like with a uh, make it a story. Oh yeah, like uh, like we had an idea of, of taking stock footage and like dubbing over that. Yeah. Like taking just random clips and making it into something. But yeah, we should do that with ours. I also want to do like a blooper reel. With like yeah. all of us and get because we got a lot of blue bloopers. Get all of us shit. like on a commentary. T- like I'm gonna do like a 10th anniversary DVD because like t- this year's like the 10th anniversary of Nebulous Visions. Wow. So I'm gonna get like everyone together, do like a commentary thing, like on all the videos, and like do a blooper reel with like all the stuff that we've never shown anybody of all our mess ups, obviously. <laughs> um, There's a lot of those. Oh. <laughs> like look at look at my bucket down here of tapes. Oh yeah. That's each one's an hour, so it's like 40 hours to go through. Yeah. Something like that. Actually, not all of them are like full, but because um, I pretty much just use a new tape for any new project. I Part of me really wants to see that Army Man footage again one of these days. Yeah, if I don't have it captured. It, if you ever find it, it you gotta let me know. Yeah, 
I got yeah. the tapes labeled, but it's, I yeah, it takes like stuff, a while. To no, capture. Did we have like did we have plastic planes where we were running the? Uh, um, we had a wood one, like the really thin wood. Yeah, yeah, like the balsa wood. Gliders. Balsa wood, yeah, yeah. We had those. I mean, weren't we actually? We were actually making something that wasn't it like an army man video where it was like it wasn't supposed to be like army men fighting like on terrain that was to scale. They were supposed to be fighting in places that was it's supposed to look like realistic. It was like, it was like the army man video games where yeah. they're like fighting in the bathtub. Weren't we basically doing that? I know we we call it saving private plastic, and we yeah, just did like yeah. a lot of close-ups with like them in the grass and like in the gravel, yeah. and then we went to like your house and like we did the fire on the rock, and that's all I can. Yeah, because really I remember we were sitting in the gravel and we showed them like we showed them like doing stuff, and then uh, we'd zoom over to the gravel and there'd be like one guy hiding in there. Yeah, and it was, like, like the tank would be in soft focus. Moving, yeah, and the tank would be. And then we we're gonna set it to like uh, some kind of like. Or orchestral music and just like just cut the shots and yeah. try and make it like a, this really dynamic trailer like, like, where no yeah, one's like a, like a 1940s war film like yeah. a propaganda film or something like that yeah who knows we still might be able to do that one of these days I still have a bunch of army men somewhere yeah I don't throw that shit away <laughs> I'm sure you can go, just go get a bucket of new ones. well the Toy Story movie's out and they sell the bucket of army yeah. men now so. well I mean, a, a bag of army men will run you like $2 at Walmart isn't that nuts yeah it's like I used to bullish things up in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, if I had it, you know. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah, good I video. think that's. Um, did you help out with the Friday the 13th video? Um, I think I, I was there for bits and pieces of it. I couldn't stay for all of it. All I know is that uh, um, I think we wanted to use Adam's girlfriend in that at times, but she was so freaked out because I remember. Wait, was that the Christmas one? Was that the Jason. Oh, were Christmas you for one? Jason versus Santa? No, I was not for that one. I no. can't remember. I can't remember if I was helping out with... I think I was... Yeah. If memory serves me correctly, I was there for a little while for the Friday the 13th one. Yeah. Because we kept trying to do a scene where somebody was outside the window, mm -hmm. and they opened the blinds, and that person's right there. But I think... Because I remember, I think it was your sister, and then I think Cliff was Jason outside. And it was Kelly and uh, I think Adam's girlfriend, Miho, was that her name at the yeah. time? Yeah, she was supposed to open the blinds. And every time she opened the blinds, she freaked out and, like, completely ruined our footage or whatever. But it was really screwy. Huh. I have to find that footage because I don't remember that scene. I, all I, can't I remember, remember is. I mean, we might have never. I don't know. We filmed I don't know. Adam and Cliff uh, in the woods, and then we did Ryan and Natalie in the basement. That's all I can remember. Hmm. I can't remember. Of what we shot. And then, of course, uh, the stuff that's in the trailer. That's on like the the lake, but um, I kind of remember that. Yeah, like I I know she freaked out like a lot of the stuff yeah, we did because she because she, she was in the uh, disaster card and like when Adam's like beating Carson and Mackenzie mm -hmm. with the baseball bat and she's off in the other room. And we're like, Mio, come on, come out, come out, do your part, you know, like just go up to Adam and hug him. And she's just like, she's free, uh, freaking out, like thinking it's real. Ah, uh, Japanese girls. Yes. Yeah. Well, Adam is the expert. Yep. Adam. In that area. That's right, Adam. Expert. He's got the yellow fever. You do. All right. I think they make a shot for that. Andy, is there anything else you want to tell people on Nedcast before we... Not really. Oh, uh, if anybody's wondering, I am a published photographer, so yeah, take that. Quirk photography. Yeah, I didn't actually get paid for it, but I'm still published. I'm in a book, damn it. Woo! You, you, got, you got a... Uh, I got my little Facebook side page thingy. I've seen it. You got some good shots in there. Yeah. Are you getting, like, special... Because you got to be really close to get those shots. Well, for the basketball games, I have a field pass. I actually, uh, this pass, entire okay. year for football and basketball at CSU, actually for football and then anything at Moby Arena this entire year, I had a press pass for. 
Um, I actually got some pictures at the football stadium from the roof, which was really cool. Um, but the basketball shots are actually uh, in the as the season went on, my shots got better and better and better because I actually really learned how to operate my camera more than I could in the past. Like all my football games, they were easy because I can just set it on auto, hmm. um, and it's not really an issue. But the basketball games, Moby Arena in Fort Collins is absolutely terrible lighting. So I mean, in my camera, I mean it's it's a D50, so it's it's old school now basically. Still does pretty well, but. I mean, like the ISO, the the internal sh- or the internal sensor basically speed or the, se- the settings of the ISO, um, it only goes up to 1600, where the brand new ones go up to 5000. So I mean, like if, if you have the right settings on like the D500 or whatever it is, whatever the new one is now from Nikon, you could get a picture of a jet in flight and see what the pilot's doing, basically. Mm-hmm. Whereas mine, you can't do that. But I mean, like I mean, it's it's once you figure out like the shutter speed and the ar- aperture settings and all that fun stuff, you can really manipulate it and it's weird because like when I do basketball games I set my camera up then I went to a hockey game and the lighting in the Pepsi Center was so much better than the lighting that uh, Moby Arena had I mean it it just dwarfed it I took a picture of it and the picture was like white because it was so bright I was like okay I guess I can dick with my settings then I had a basketball game and I had to dick with my settings again to get back to where I was so yeah but yeah but I do a lot of photography stuff um and then I also do a lot of Photoshop work, and then I do a lot of theater work still. And and my roommate and I are trying to do a lot of music work. So like like I said, when you put the whole group together, we do just about everything. Yeah, each of us so has a role that fills, and spots, they all collaborate really well. I mean, like I know how to. I have a, some computer programs that let me literally. I mean, I can make music. Like I wrote a song, and I made the. I put the guitar part in. I put the electric guitar part, the bass part, the drum part. I mean. And so you, once you get the hang of it, you can do all that stuff. And then my roommate, we have a little recording studio set up so we can do all that. Um, he wants to get into videos, but he has no money. So it's kind of hard to do, yeah. to buy a camera it's an expensive nice hobby. like yours. I mean, we all have expensive hobbies, but at some point it would be nice to be able to put everything together and all that fun stuff. Someday yeah. we'll have money to do that. Actually, um, before I want to leave a little image in people's heads uh, that I forgot to explain earlier when we were talking about children's theater. Yeah. Um, it's something Adam always recalls, but uh, I guess it was you and him. And uh, I explain children's theater to people at home real quick. Children's theater was a thing in high school where we actually um, our high school had the, uh, the 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 class structure of we had maroon and white days, and uh, one day you had three classes. You had six classes total. One day you had three classes. The next day you had the next three. So. Um, uh, uh, um, next day you have the next three. Well, in the middle of those class period, we had a children's theater troupe, which basically meant we got to go around and we went to uh, um, elementary schools and put on fairy tales, basically, that were plays. Yeah. And they were always done in the auditorium or the gymnasium, and it was a blast. Uh, I did it for th- for two and a half years. Technically, it was a junior class and up, but if you did, like I took a theater class first semester of my sophomore year, and I was in a show and I got really involved in drama and I, it was myself Adam, Kenny Storms, and Jenny Wingrovius, the four of us, got brought into Children's Theater as uh, sophomores, which was a rarity. Usually you had to be a junior to do it. Mm. And then by the end of the time there, I actually took that class twice. And so every day in my senior year, up until like the beginning of May, we were out doing shows for elementary schools every year, or every day, which was flat out awesome. It's one of my favorite times. 
It's mainly we got to leave during our access period because we had period one, access, which is 45 minutes, period two, lunch, which was 35 minutes, which, you know, 35 minutes for lunch is retarded. Yeah. But that's what they gave us. Um, so we, and for, so for some schools, we'd leave at the beginning of access. And we, and I had, um, I had an off period one of those days in the morning. So, I mean, like, I would show up to school at the beginning of access. Or in some cases, like, there was one day, I remember, I wasn't scheduled to perform that day. I stayed home till third period. I talked to Klug, and I said, you know what? I don't have class that following morning. Do you mind if I just miss all this? He was like, yeah, sure, you're fine. <laughs> You've done enough. Go home. So I nice. stayed home all damn day. It was great. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good time for Children's Theater. Okay, so back to what you were saying. Um, but, yeah, we'd have to go around Denver mm-hmm. yeah. to various elementary schools and put on these shows. And uh, I remember, uh, like, anyone who had a car, like, there wasn't, like, a school troop bus. Yeah, we didn't have a bus or anything. We had to use our individual cars. You I didn't have be, one You had to be 17 at the time. years old to drive, basically. Yeah, and 17 years old. So it was, like, you, um, Adam. I think it was mostly you and Adam. Did Me the and driving? Adam drove. Kenny Storms drove a few times. Kenny Jesse drove. drove a few times. And Klug uh, drove because yeah, the teacher Klug had a car. Drove. He had his van, which yeah. if you got stuck in Klug's car, it was uh, interesting. <laughs> Awkward. Yes. Um, anyway, so when I was riding with you or Adam, uh, when I ever rode with you, you're always playing Blink 182 songs. Yeah, I, I was a punk fan, so it was Blink 182 or Less Than Jake was basically the Less choices Jake, we yeah. had. But uh, when you and Adam were driving together on Sixth Avenue, you guys would drive alongside each other. Like neck and neck, yeah. and just like um, do crazy shit on the road, like yelling at each other, oh, or yeah. flipping each other off, yeah. and like holding up traffic. Oh, and all the time! <laughs> I mean, everybody did it. Um, we would. Uh, um, I remember it was uh, um, Carson and Jesse would lean out the window, like yeah. yelling at you. Their heads would be out the window, or mooning each other. Be yeah. mooning each other. Um, I think uh, um, we went through. The, I remember one time where we were driving down the road and. Uh, um, I had a bottle of water, so I opened the cap on the bottle of water, and Adam was behind me, and I just launched the water <laughs> out the sunroof, and it splashed on his car. And then I think somebody, and I think somebody used soda at one point when we were doing that. I mean, but but yeah, we were we were just a nightmare. I mean, I was surprised. I mean, it, it, it's it's a long line. It, it's on the list of the long list of shit we did in high school that didn't get us arrested or killed. Was is, was it you and Adam that encountered the guy? Um I think Adam flipped the guy off, and then you guys, like, pulled over, and he... Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, a. Uh, um, we were taking a friend of Anna, Anna Mangan, um, who kind of, when she was a freshman, when we were a senior, she hung out with us quite a bit, and she had a couple other friends who kind of tagged along, um, and we were taking one of those friends home, and this guy, I was trying to get over to make a left-hand turn, and this guy just pulls in front of us, and um, he wouldn't let me in, so we got behind him, and Adam, we all, we all gave him the finger. Well, then Adam sat there, uh, I remember because this was when Adam had his Vanga Boys <laughs> phase where he listened to the, that all the time, and there's one song that goes like, up and down, up and down. So Adam sat there, giving him the bird, up on and cue, down. basically. And uh, um, this guy saw us and got livid and actually started got, stopped his car, got out of his car, and was just screaming at us. And I remember I was freaking terrified because I, you know, I had never been in situations like that, so I didn't know what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he, like, Adam rolled the window down, like, an inch, and he was, like, spitting on the car, and Adam was just like, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, and he's, the guy's like, what, you give me the thing, you can fucking shot for that, and just, just screaming at us. It was just ridiculous, and, <laughs> but yeah, that wasn't a children's theater-related thing, but, but, no, one thing we did get when we were going to a Denver school for children's theater is, uh, um, he, uh, we pulled, we were driving down I-25, no, I-70, 
and this guy pulled up next to, next to us in a motorcycle, and I remember because it, it was this black dude, his motorcycle was blue, he had on blue plant pants, a blue jacket, and a blue helmet. I mean, blue. Everything was blue. And Adam is just staring at him, and we are right next to him, and he looks over at us, face expression doesn't change, and then he just gives us the finger and floors it in front of us. <laughs> and this was in a long rash of incidents with the finger from people. that I was just kind of like, what the hell, guys? And I mean, it was just like, alright, whatever. It wasn't a huge deal. But Mike. yeah, but we would uh, we would drive and just, I mean, we would race each other. I mean, there were times we were going like 80, 85, 90 miles an hour down I-70 and our in 6th Avenue yeah. racing each other. And I mean, it was just, like I said, I'm surprised we didn't get tickets. I'm surprised nobody, I think Kenny Storms was the only guy who actually got a ticket while driving to Children's Theater. He was the only guy that actually did. And it was, and nobody, I think there was like three people with them and they were like 10 minutes late, got there right before we started the show. But, I mean, it was just like, I mean, we would fly there. And you're lucky no one's hurt. Yeah, lucky no, <laughs> we're lucky there was no accidents, and we're lucky that nobody died, and lucky that, I mean, just everybody was lucky they didn't get ticketed. Because we could have gotten ticketed. I mean, because we were doing stupid shit yeah. while driving, basically. My claim to fame driving for Children's Theater when I finally got my car was there was, like, a little half sign with a little metal base, like, sitting in a school parking lot. And, uh... Like after the show, we pile into the car. I'm like, "All right, let's go!" And I just, I <laughs> nicked that sign. Oh yeah, I remember that. You f- you freaked out. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah," because <laughs> it was your brand new baby. It was a heavy metal like sign, and yeah. yeah, just and it didn't really do any damage. It turned out, but yeah, I knocked that thing over, and yeah, everyone in the car is like, "Ha!" Ah. Yeah, and actually, since we're on the subject of children's theater, I wanted to bring this up uh, because Adam brought this up one time when we were talking about children's theater, where it mm-hmm. was the infamous fuck up, um, where. Uh, um, Kloop got pissed off. I don't know if you were in Children's Theater for that. Oh, we do it again. Rumpel, yeah. Rumpelstiltskin. It was actually Scott Morgan was the one that screwed it up. I can't remember who you guys fingered for it, but Scott Morgan was the one that fucked it up. Okay. Because I remember that, and I remember listening to that when you told me about the Nebcast like a year ago, and I listened to that, and I was like, and I was like, no, 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 that was Scott Morgan. I can't remember. I think Adam said it might have been Brian, but whoever played yeah. Rumpelstiltskin, or it might have been Travis, but no, it was Scott Morgan. Scott Morgan biffed it big time <laughs> and cut jumped from the very first scene to the very last scene and Clue got all pissed off. I mean, that is that is legendary to everybody in that group. Because he's that mad? Cause, oh, yeah, man. Get mad. Just, I, I mean, it was the guy could get mad, but I think he just could not fathom with the amount of times Scott Morgan had done that part, how he could have done that part. <laughs> how he could have done that. I yeah. mean, and, but I mean, it was just like... I mean, yeah, that was, an, that was a weird instance. Yeah, we have a hard time remembering things exactly. Yeah, like, I well, thought you dropped the bucket out of the... Nah, Cliff dropped Tree, the bucket. Tree, it was Cliff, yeah. So. But yeah, but yeah, those those Children's Theater times were good. I remember I had one where my car actually broke down. Somehow it got into four-wheel drive low, and I was driving on the highway, and we were doing 60 miles an hour, and I was at 6,000 RPMs. I was redlining it, and I was like, something is wrong. And I remember uh, somebody, I think it was Sarah Eisenbud, she was with us. I think because I think she ended up... Wait, was she with us? I can't remember. Somebody came to get us, basically. And, uh, um... My dad went by later, and all he had to do to get it out of four-wheel drive low was put it in back in the two-wheel drive and go in reverse, and it'll kick it out. Mm-hmm. But I tried that, and it didn't work. My dad tried it once, and it worked. I was like, are you kidding me? That's I didn't ridiculous. see what you drove up here in, but another interesting fact about you is you've always driven, like, Ford Explorers. I have three Explorers, <laughs> basically. I'm on my third. Yeah. Um, actually, technically, this is the fourth. Uh, we got Explorers because we got them really cheap from my dad's work. Every single car we've owned has been a company car by somebody. My sister got a green Ford Explorer, uh, which was my dad's. 
Well, then my dad got a new one. He got a black one. And, uh, um, and my sister got the green one. Well, then they bought a blue one for me when I went to college. My sophomore year, they bought a blue one for me. My sister still had the green one. Well, then my dad got a new one, and so they gave the black one to my sister. And she graduated, and they sold it to her for her uh, for graduation. Well, then they wanted to get rid of the, the blue one because the blue one had a lot of problems, so they bought a red one. I mean, this is this is a. I mean, this is a. Uh, when they bought the 2004, a 2000 Explorer in 2004, they paid eight grand for. It. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So uh, they bought that one. So they. I had the red one, and my sister had the black one. Well, I wrecked the red one. <laughs> I rear-ended a guy pretty badly. It was a screwed-up situation. I was uh, in the left-hand lane, approaching a red light, and I looked over my shoulder to change lanes. It was about two blocks from work. This was not last September, but a, week, a year ago last September, so September of 08. Um, and uh, I looked over my shoulder and started merging, going into the next lane. And when I did that, um, the guy in front of me decided he didn't want to wait at the light, so he was going to make a left-hand turn and slammed on the brakes. So I looked, and basically my driver's side uh, headlight went right into his passenger side um, tail light. And it basically tore up the entire wheel weld, and it, it did dent the radiator, and it dented the frame. Um, it would have cost me probably 10000 to get it fixed, and I only had liability coverage. So I bought the black one from my sister. <laughs> so now I have the black one. So we've had Ford Explorers. But, I mean, it's just for me, it's cheap. I like them. I always have. They're really good in snow. And since we have a place in the mountains and we go up there a lot, I like to have a decent car. It's a gas guzzler. Mm -hmm. This one, the check engine light's on. It's got some issues. I had to replace the radiator a few weeks ago. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I like them. One of these days I want to get, you know, something for me, but I don't have any money. Yeah. So I'm going to have to sell it for what I can buy. I almost bought, like, a GMC Jimmy when I wrecked the other one. I almost bought a GMC Jimmy for $1,000 because that's what I had. Yeah, <laughs> cheap. So. But, yeah, so it's yeah. interesting that you've only driven Explorers. Yeah. I mean, like, I drive... I, I'm allowed to drive my dad's car because of the company I work for. I work for the same company he does, and only employees are allowed to drive it. So I can drive... He has a GMC Yukon, which is awesome. Um, my sister... Uh, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's... I like them. I what I'm used to. I have a sunroof again, which made me very happy because the blue one and the red one didn't have sunroofs. And my sister had the green one and the black one, the and they had sunroofs. Yeah. But now that I have the black one, I have a damn sunroof. Makes nice. me happy. I like having a summer, especially in the summer. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> not that great right now, but yeah, a couple months, awesome. Yeah. Well, Bradley, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, me too. And I'm thinking we should go get some food and leave these people to realize that they are wasting an hour and twenty minutes of their lives. Yeah, there's way better. Well, we things like you. Done. We like but, you but for listening you. to yes. us because it's it's fun and. I know I'm going to listen to this later and go, oh my god, I'm such a retard. I can't believe I said that. Is that what, wow. what my voice sounds like? I'm I sound, an idiot. So what everyone does when they hear these. They're like, is that what, what my voice sounds like? like well, I already cliche. know. I've heard myself sing, and I've heard I've watched myself in plays, and I already know that my voice sounds ridiculous to me. Yeah. It's just what it does. Um, but yeah, um, well, yeah, hopefully I can you know get down here at some other point, because I like seeing you. Yeah, I like that. friend of mine. We need to have everyone that can get here... Uh, that's in the area be on the same show yeah because like, I think the most we've done is four people on a show well you know and what we always... do is we need to get everybody together at a bar <laughs> and just everybody and we'll all, we'll all pile around Ryan's laptop and we'll just talk about this shit and reminisce and share stories and drink beer bar's too loud we went to a we'll pizza shop we'll find a quieter bar yeah we'd have to find a really we'll find a spot that'll make it we'll make a bar we'll that no a one's going to make it work yeah 
But I mean, it could be something where we go at like 11 o'clock in the morning if all you douchebags can get up by that early. <laughs> Apparently not me, because I got up at be two like, today. Listen, we need a spot that's quiet so we can try this. Yeah. I don't know. It's worth a try. There's or got, we'll just meet at somebody's house with beer. There's got to be some empty bar or, yeah, yeah someone's house yeah. with, yeah. Just get everyone together and because we're, we're trying to remember everything just between the two of us, but with, like, everyone there, we'll get, yeah, we'll get all the stuff we've forgotten in the past 10 I mean, years. We've done some stupid shit. Like, Adam and I remember driving uh, um, his rabbit, his Volkswagen rabbit, in front of the Jeffco Sheriff Station, shooting bottle rockets out the window because <laughs> that's what we did. I remember shooting bottle rockets out of our blowguns that we bought at an army surplus store that we convinced the guys to sell them to us because we weren't old enough if he took out the darts and gave us paintballs. He ended up we ended up selling them to us. We bought a six-foot blowgun, and we each took half of it. I still have mine. It's bent, and it doesn't work anymore, but I still have it. Um, I remember shooting bottle rockets out of those from inside his apartment. <laughs> we were standing eight feet or away from mom's the condo, door. Right? Yeah, his mom's yeah. condo. Yeah. Or no, the not the condo. The When he was in uh, Golden, the, the one by almost by Heritage Square. Yeah, that's what I'm the talking third about. Floor, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were standing inside, eight feet inside the door, shooting those out the open window, and we would bounce them off the bal- the balcony, and they'd land on the ground. And I mean, we were just like, yeah, uh, the bat flying around the, when the bat came in. I'm sure he remembers that story. Um, that's for another day. Like a animal, a an bat, animal, an actual bat flew into yes, that flew condo. In through mom's, his mom's window, and we got it trapped in his room. It was a nightmare. Um, his cat was jumping nine feet in the air trying to get the bat. <laughs> but yeah, that's a story for next time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's go to some food. We did, we did lots of stupid shit. So let's go to some food because I'm hungry. Yeah. And we have a hockey game to go to. Yeah, we have a uh, yeah, sweet. Awesome. Where my jersey? Meet people for drinks after that, and you should come for one. I think I'll come along just to see Good. see Good. how it goes. Even though I'll probably just sit Good. there and not talk the whole time. You can see the hot chick that I like. You I can't know. steal her from me. She lives in Baltimore. I so it's I don't hard. think I'm much competition for you. So oh, well, hey. Um, One day you is this the chick you were hanging out with yesterday? Yes. Okay. Good girl. Good girl. Really nice girl. Awesome. Anyway, all right. Well, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Um. Yeah. Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> don't Peace steal my out. Hands. <laughs> Piss off. I don't know. Yeah, Let's I can't get away with toodles. You, you can actually get away with toodles a little bit more than I can. Yeah, that's a little gay. Um. Yeah, you gotta have some kind of catchphrase, right? Do you have a catchphrase? Uh, not really. Piss uh, off. Piss of my, off's a good one. But most of my catchphrases are pretty vulgar, so... Go go for it. Um, shock know, people with your... Shock people? Yeah. I don't know. What's everybody else's catchphrase? No one really has a catchphrase. Except we usually you? say... You toodles? No, I, I, that's the first time I ever said it, is the end thing. I just... That's the first thing I thought of. All right, well... For goodbye. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, You know, if you're listening to this and I know you, how you doing? Hope you're doing all right. Um, don't talk to me. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, listen to me, but don't talk to me. Yeah. Listen to what I say. I'm going to be a politician when I grow up. I want you to listen to me. Don't do that. I'll disrespect you if you become a politician. No, I'm not going to be a politician. Yeah. That's way too much work. I mean, I'm naturally a douche on my own, so it's not a huge deal. I got, I got that settled. Um, it's the, I don't it's need the, to get paid for being a douche. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Politicians are assholes and, well, yeah. What do you call a hundred politicians at the bottom of the ocean? Good start. A good idea, yeah. Good start. <laughs> all right. All right, that's all I got. Well, we'll see you guys later, hopefully. Um, enjoy. We actually gave you an hour and 20, looks like 23 minutes of good stuff, I hope. Um, some boring stories, some relevant sports material, since there's not much sports material on Brad's website. But that's what I'm here for. So, uh, yeah. That's that, and, uh, well, happy hunting. <laughs>